Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to a very mini summer bonus partly political broadcast. The podcast assumed not much would be going on in August and is now eating its audio hat or at least saving it to eat for after a no deal. I'm Tiernan Duyeb and as Liberal Democrat leader and tall gnome Joe Swinson says she doesn't want a no-deal Brexit but also won't back Labour's plans to form an emergency government, I think it's great that she's making a stand for Remainers everywhere by reclaiming cakeism from the Brexiteers. I do understand Swinson doesn't want Brexit, she just wants everything back to how it was before the referendum, specifically in the time period between 2010 and 2015. Yes, here was me thinking that while this show had a short break, which I should add, it's still on, nothing much would happen. But instead, because we have a government now led by a flesh popcorn maker, aka Captain Fatberg, Boris Johnson, every single day of the summer recess has brought something new and awful in from the garden. Johnson's cabinet choices seem to have been modelled on the Moss Eisley strategy, with more flops than Jessica Beale's filmography. I mean, what on earth is Dentures with Eyes Gavin Williamson doing as Education Secretary when all he can teach children is that he can endanger national security and somehow still be in government? The only possible thinking behind Johnson's choices must be that by putting such completely incompetent failures in such important roles, it will really encourage the public that any idiot can be in government, so they may as well give it a go. So far, Boris's promises have been the sort of populist noises that you'd expect to find from a child who'd won a school election on the basis of three-day weeks and hot dogs every lunchtime, despite no possibility of it happening. There's the promise for 20,000 more police officers to not quite replace the 21,000 police officers that the force has lost since 2010. Hey, I guess Boris is just making sure there'll be enough of them to surround Westminster when the riots start. Where will the money for that come from? Well, either the magic money tree has reappeared, or maybe all of those officers will be sent out to reclaim laundered money hidden in all the luxury flats Boris signed off on when he was London mayor. Then there's the £1.8 billion for the NHS, which again isn't anywhere near the £4 billion a year it needs to survive, or the £350 million a week that Boris promised. It's like trying to put a plaster on a broken leg and just assuming that will do, which, to be fair, is likely what will be standard procedure in a few months' time. 
And the £1.8 billion that Boris has promised? Well, we were told that was new money, but in the way that if you take a tenner from one pocket and put it in the other, it's new to that pocket, but essentially you've still only got a tenner. So taking money from elsewhere in the government's budget and giving it to the NHS is as helpful as having a skin graft on your face made from the skin on the other side of your face. Well, again, that'll probably be standard procedure after October the 31st. Then there's all the promises about, as new Home Secretary and inspiration for Maleficent, Pretty Patel, has pledged, increasing stop and search, as it works, apparently, which is odd, as all research says the majority of them actually don't. But I guess that's about the same success rate as the Cabinet, so you can see why Patel backs it. The Home Office have also announced a knife-free policy that involves putting warnings about carrying a knife on chicken takeaway boxes. Yes, the lazy stereotyping that Boris is known for is now countrywide. I hope that they do this across the board and have warnings about cocaine on wraps in the City of London and racism-free dispatch boxes in Westminster. Which brings us to Brexit, of course. The new cabinet all had to sign pledges that the UK would be out of the EU by October the 31st. And you know Boris Johnson, if it's in writing, that means it's definite. Unless that writing is on the side of a bus, or in the Telegraph, or in one of his books. You get what I mean. And so, the last few weeks have been a flurry of no-deal threats, but promises that Johnson doesn't want that, followed by an insistence that is the Remainers' fault if it happens, or that the EU have refused to negotiate, which is probably just because they're on recess, and Johnson was too lazy to translate the out-of-office messages they get. Plus, £2.1 billion is being put towards no-deal preparations because why invest in, say, social care when you can ensure that the outcome no-one asked for or needs and isn't necessary requires a tonne of money to be spent on beans, gas masks for people living near the M20 and protection for no-deal advocates who may experience health issues from people pointing and shouting told you so at them 600 times a day. Johnson has hired what if Morty from Rick and Morty was really ill, Dominic Cummings, as his special advisor. The man who was the director of the Vote Leave campaign was found in contempt of Parliament and is pro-Brexit on account of how the UK leaving the EU will allow us, supposedly, to work with Jeff Bezos to build a base on the moon. Yes, really. That's exactly the sort of sensible mind that we need in Number 10, of course. Someone who'll churn out the master plans of villains from 80s comic books while having to sit in the Costa near Westminster Tube every time Boris has to go to work. But this means it's impossible to tell if we're careering towards a no-deal because Boris is an idiot and doesn't know how not to, or if this is all a bluff that we're careering towards a no-deal in order to get a better deal from the EU that we won't get and Boris is still an idiot. Either way, several of Boris's backers are disaster capitalists that are already profiteering from the pound plummeting again, fastening the integrity of British politics, so it's a win for him either way. So, how to stop it, for those that want to? Well, various ideas have been touted. A Green Party MP and the only person in the UK who still calls them Jostics, Caroline Lucas, has called for an emergency female cabinet, which, no, isn't the sort of furniture Jeffrey Epstein had in his home. But instead, as Lucas put it, the top ten female MPs who had combined together to form a government of national unity. Except that she only picked white women, some of whom are backbenchers, meaning it was less of an emergency female cabinet and more an exercise in how to progressively discriminate like it's 2019. See also Johnson's cabinet containing only BAME MPs who'd actively deport their families if they could find the paperwork to lose. So now to plan B, which is Labour leader and Kiwi fruit with glasses, Jeremy Corbyn, proposing that he lead a caretaker government, so-called as it pops in to clean out all the garbage and leaves again, supposedly. It would be on a strictly time-limited basis, you know, like most things, and then they'd call a general election. And this idea has so far been backed by the SNP, Plaid Kimry, the Greens, Tory MP and Star Wars named Guto Beb, and various Tory rebels are also considering it. 
but not the Lib Dems, as Joe Swinson has suggested instead that a temporary government should be led by either the father of the house, a nicotine pillow, Ken Clark, or the mother of the house, and only person in the UK to still call it the Abbey National, Harriet Harman. Or maybe the two of them together in a weird sitcom-style situation like The Good Life, but without the poor family. And look, it is perhaps a good question as to what sort of government of national unity Corbyn could be in charge of when his own party are more divided than a class on fractions being taught on the Gaza Strip. But Swinson keeps saying that she's out to stop Boris and Brexit, but she isn't keen on helping do it with Labour. So what exactly is her plan? Is it a long game where she stops Johnson by just letting him age, die or get bored, then suddenly claim it was a Lib Dem victory? No one really knows, but get bored, age and die does feel like the Lib Dems version of the train spotting monologue, so it could be that. Labour are likely to put down a no-confidence motion as soon as Parliament goes back on the 3rd of September. Yes, just as his podcast returns, because yes, everyone hates me. And if Johnson doesn't win that no-confidence vote, if there isn't a clear alternative to lead the country, like a caretaker government, then Johnson's government gets to have another go at a no-confidence vote within 14 days. And if that doesn't work, then it's a general election, which will happen at least seven weeks after that, leaving a week and two days to sort out what to do before October the 31st. Yes, Halloween this year is going to be scary in the most absolutely boring of ways. In other news, Mark Gattis' character and former Conservative MP and former Change UK MP Sarah Wollaston is now a Lib Dem MP, which sort of feels like she's done the political version of the opposite of a gateway drug, from, say, cocaine to medicinal weed to some sort of over-the-counter mild painkillers. Wollaston says she did it as many of her constituents are horrified at the Conservative shift to the right, as she put it, which is odd as they were always very on the right, but perhaps they budged over a bit more to make room for Change UK. Dog waste bin backwash and leader of the Brexit party, Nigel Farage, has attacked the royal family while giving a speech in Australia. Yes, he's so shit he can't even do nationalism properly. He insulted Prince Harry, Meghan Markle and said the late Queen Mum was overweight and chain-smoking. Basically, you can see that he's angry because one stopped wearing their Nazi costume, one isn't white and the other is old, rich and white but died before she could vote for his party. And the Oh They're Still Alive party, UKIP, have a new leader who looks like Wayne Rooney with a shit toupee and is called Richard Brain. Now, many have pointed out that this means his name is literally Dick Brain, which is hilarious, but it's distracted from him saying that he wants to establish UKIP as the far moderate voice of common sense, which is an incredible sentence that manages to contradict itself in just six words. How can you be far moderate? That's like saying you want to be idiotically sensible, carelessly responsible or the most shit good. Good luck, Brain, on becoming the far moderate mute voice of, of rare common sense nonsense, you fucking idiot. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Look, I know, I know you weren't expecting to hear me during summer and I'm sorry to ruin your holidays. But it turns out politics has also ruined the silly season by insisting on being all the stupid stories too. I mean, saying that, uh, there was a headline last week that simply said, Helter Skelter in Cathedral is a mistake. And I think that may have been one of the best things I've ever read. Um, But this is just a quick mini episode as I'm off to Hong Kong tomorrow. And if China invade while I'm there, then this will be the last podcast for a while as any future episodes will obviously be about Xi Jinping thought and only available on Weibo. Uh, hopefully that won't happen. Uh, and instead, this podcast will be back properly on September the 2nd, uh, just before there may be a no confidence vote and everything becomes irrelevant. But uh, hey, I thought you'd probably need a few gags to keep you going. And yes, look, I know I've missed loads. There's loads of stuff I haven't talked about in that tiny little blurb. There's the whole Brecon election. There's various other things I haven't talked about Labour and the Scottish independence infighting that they're doing. But I'll do all of that. And I promise to go through the whole new cabinet properly with descriptions when the podcast returns properly. I just thought I'd get a short rant in now and treat you or perhaps punish you uh, with a bit of recording from my Camden Fringe shows I did earlier this month, just to keep you going. Um, thank you to those of you who came along to those shows. It was really lovely meeting some listeners there and so very appreciated. Uh, the shows were a sort of work in progress mess as I realised I really have too much in my head and no real energy to coherently link them all. Um, I mean, I, I've been getting Edinburgh Fringe FOMO all month, uh, really jealous of everyone that's there. Uh, but at the same time, I think if I was there, I'd just be garbling tired nonsense at everyone for a month and, and wasting my own time so um, these fringe shows were very useful in showing me that um, anyway I've included an edit of a few bits that I think make sense so I hope you enjoy um, in the meantime please do spread the word and get more people subscribed to the show in time for the Parpol Bro return in September do donate to the Kofi site ko-fi.com forward slash Parpol Bro or patreon.com forward slash Parpol Bro to get me enough coffees uh, to get me going for when we restart and please do give the show a lovely review on iTunes or Podbean or just scratched into the side of that van that's taken up a two-car parking space outside your flat and has done for three weeks. Oh, just just me? Okay. Uh, oh, well. Uh, and I've got some excellent guests lined up, but also any suggestions for what you want to hear in the next run of podcasts, please drop me a line at all the usual channels. And I'm thinking about maybe some sort of live podcast towards the end of October as everything kicks off or doesn't. Would you fancy that? Would you come along? I don't quite know what I'd do with a live podcast. Um, love to know your ideas on that as well. Um, let me know if you can cope with hearing all of this, but in real time. Most importantly, I promise I would do some bits in 1.5 speed for those of you that are used to that. Right. Um, here's some more of me doing some more about Boris fucking Johnson. See you in September. How, how are, we, are, we all, are we surviving? That's a question I feel I have to ask everyone at the moment as we live in this country that's currently being governed by a man who's like a sex pest haystack. He's uh, <laughs> like a porn version of the dog from Up. Um, you know, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it, that we're currently now being governed 
by a Prime Minister, a man who was most well known for when he was London Mayor, failing to build a garden bridge that he spent absolutely millions of pounds on, failing to build an airport in the Thames that he spent millions of pounds on, and building a cable car over the only part of the city where there's nothing to see at ground level. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a man who makes Katie Hopkins seem progressive, because at least all her racism is from the 21st century. Um, you know, he's... A, he's a, I mean, this is the other thing about our, our Prime Minister, who was, who was picked by about 92,000 Conservative Party members. I mean, somebody the other day said, what have we done as a country? We need to look at ourselves when we're electing a man like this. And I was like, no, we don't. We need to look at those 92,000 and tell them to get fucked, right? There's 92,000 mostly white, mostly rich, mostly quite old men, and I suppose they were either going to vote for someone like Boris Johnson or the band The Eagles. That was it. So, you know, it, it, it's amazing that he's a man who, you know... It, there's so many questions about him that we haven't asked. You know, uh, he made those comments uh, a couple of years ago about how Muslim women... In fact, it was last year, Muslim women look like letterboxes because they're burkers. <laughs> and while that's sort of... Uh, it's, it's just racist as it is, but the fact is there's questions there. Like, what letterboxes are you using that are black and made of material? <laughs> and why, when you were growing up, did all the letterboxes you used have eyes behind them? That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Someone should be investigating his family. But, you know, here we are. We're in this world. This is who we've got as, as Prime Minister. We've got, uh, you know, he promised, what was it, 1.8 billion towards the NHS this morning. I suppose in the way that you might give your flat a quick paint job so that it sells better. Um, you know, and the whole cabinet that he's put together are fucking terrifying. I, mean, I feel for teachers who right now have to say to their pupils, if you don't stop misbehaving, you might end up in charge of the country. Right? That's all we've got. We have the home, the home secretary is a woman called Pretty Patel, and I don't know if you know her, she's, she looks like she's always auditioning to be a Disney villain, and um, she has just this weekend said that she wants criminals to, to feel terror, right? I don't know, what, I don't know if she's just going to run around the cabinet shouting boo at her colleagues, but... She said literally feel terror. That's what I misquoted. Literally feel terror. How do you literally feel terror? Is she going to take people to neo-Nazi and ISIS petting zoos and just let them have a stroke? It's fucking weird. She's a, she's a home secretary. She's in charge of national security, but she believes in the death penalty, which is, shows how out of touch she is with the modern age. Because, honestly, dying is a fucking relief compared to living under their government. So... <laughs> She's also, you know, she, she's failed. She, she was kicked out of government last time because, uh, as uh, a foreign minister, every time she went on holiday, or several times she went on holiday, she would meet with an Israeli foreign minister and talk about giving them uh, some of the foreign aid budget in order to sell arms, right? Uh, I mean, now look, hey, we all have boring holidays, right? But I've never been on a holiday that's been so fucking dull that I have to basically meet a war criminal in order to get things lively. That's fucking weird, isn't it? What's so, and, and how often did that, that happen on every holiday? Was she going to Disneyland and asking, just shoving the kids on the teacups while popping off to, like, sell Goofy some weapons? It's fucking bizarre. Um, you know, but then, you know, she was also quite well known for saying that Brits, uh, British workers are the worst idlers. And I guess that's probably because when British people go on holiday, they have a fucking holiday. Um, but, you know, that's who we've got. That's who we've got. In government, and the only thing is, I am struggling in today's world to be positive about things. I don't know if you feel this. I'm trying to be positive, and I keep trying to find there must be little ways to look at what we've got now. You know, with the pound crashing, the country's credit rating has gone from a triple A to a double A. It's probably going to go to a single A. It's just sounding like we're endlessly screaming while plummeting further and further into rock bottom. Just ah, oh. and. I, you know, my positive is maybe, just maybe, that the reason that this man was elected is because he's 
so good at failing that you will fuck things up to an extent where they may be all right again. You know, either that or Europe take pity on us and give us an amazing deal just so they don't have to fucking meet with him ever again. This is, this is all I do. I, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like the world right now is somehow terrifying but also really boring. Do you know? It's like being crushed to death by a wall with paint drying on it. Just, ah, oh, but fucking hurry up. Just, oh, God. You know, it's... I'm like, I keep catastrophizing, right? I keep catastrophizing about absolutely everything, but none of it's happening for ages, you know? So I feel constantly panicked, but it's a long time before anything actually changes, you know? Um, like climate change. Climate change scares me every day. Every day, when there's been nice weather in the last few weeks, I've been walking around going, well, doesn't the end of the world feel nice on my skin? Right? It's a horrible way to look at things. But it, and, and, I, and I just sort of fear that, that nothing I do is, is helping. You know, it's a climate change. It just keeps coming. I, nothing I do... Fuck it, I've stopped using straws and now just throw drinks in my face. Um, I'm very thirsty, but very refreshed. Uh, but, you know, they shouldn't be in the ocean. Fish don't need them. They've got the water right there. So, you know, and, and I, you know I, I, I'm trying to use canvas bags or, or not use any bags and, and, and I'm not as good without like I, I, I can carry about six plastic bags like a fucking hero from the supermarket but without them maybe two apples and that is awful um, you know what I, I don't always flush after I wee how does that help the world all it does is make my wife upset that the flat smells of piss right and, and, and I just feel like none of these things are enough or helping when there are 3,000 coal factories churning out shit every single day. And I don't know how to shut them down. I don't have any experience in that sort of thing. At once, I managed to evacuate a lift, um, but that was to do with me releasing gases. So if anything, didn't help. Um, you know, we've got people taking domestic flights every day. We've got fracking happening. You know, and fracking... The, 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 we, where the former former prime minister with his sort of face like a ladle, David Cameron, he said that people don't like fracking because they just don't understand enough about it. Yeah, same with death, mate. You know, it's like and, and, and all these things, and, and I just all these things terrify me. This is all I think, and, and I, I feel like there isn't enough urgency in dealing with all these things, and maybe that is because. Climate change is going to be really bad in 40, 50 years. And, and maybe we've been too influenced by culture and influenced by films. Films have given us the wrong idea about climate change for years. If there's some sort of horrific you know, catastrophe and a tidal wave or a, a snowstorm, then chances are you might meet your estranged dad or finally get to fall in love with your childhood sweetheart. That's what films tell us, you know? And so we're all waiting for it. Just fucking cut a tsunami. Is it? Oh, brilliant. I'll get a shag. You know, like, it's weird. But not only that, but in films, everything is saved in the nick of time. You don't have to do anything until it's really danger zone. And maybe that's what we're all thinking, that climate change is just fuck and it's terrible and it's all going to be awful. But then right at the last minute, Bruce Willis will turn the tap off while we're brushing his teeth and we'll be like, fuck it, yeah, it's done. <laughs> is it, given the, the wrong impressions of it, the news, the news gives wrong impressions all the time. Um, the other week when we had the hottest day of the year, which was brutal as, as fuck, it just to avoid the central line day, and uh, there was a, the news was, uh, one of the headlines was, uh, we need to be better at coping with extreme weather. No, we need to stop climate change, we need to stop the extreme, we don't need to be better at coping with it. You don't go in discussing the knife crime problem by going, we all need to be more knife proof. <laughs> That's not how you deal with it. It's ridiculous. 
I do always say, the, the, the knife thing, which I'm not going to go into, but uh, one of my, the headlines last few months that I was found terrifying to you look into it was that London has a higher crime rate than New York. And you go, fuck, that sounds terrible. Um, but then you realise that's probably because New York's biggest sex pest now lives in Washington, D.C. So... <laughs> You know, um, and the news, every time they discuss climate change, it, it's, it's unequal. It's always one climate denier versus one scientist who actually knows shit. And that's not how it works. 99.9% of scientists believe it's happening, that man-made climate change is happening. So the news, to adequately show that, should have 99 scientists discussing things properly while one man keeps running at a glass door because he doesn't believe it's there. That's what we should have. You know? It's, uh, and, 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 and people's... Priorities are weird. You know, there's been a, uh, people got upset that school kids went on strike. They got upset that school kids went on strike, and they were saying things like Conservative MPs were saying, "Oh, well, they should they should be in school, not missing school, because that's far more important." Because I don't know. Apparently, algebra is going to help them learn how to make a homemade shank so they can stab someone for a tin of beans in order to survive. You know, it's um, it's weird where your priorities are. It's their future. They should care. There's been so much animosity towards uh, Greta Thunberg. I don't know if you know Greta Thunberg, she's a 16-year-old, yeah, Swedish activist, right? I think she's brilliant, and uh, she's kind of kick-started the school strikes, and uh, lots of people, lots of animosity towards her, saying, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing, she's just a kid, she's an idiot, there's been a lot of, uh, she's, um, but autism, there's been a lot of sort of ableist comments about her, and... And I, I think partly it's because she's everything that threatens a lot of right-wing commentators, right? She's, she's young, she's female, she's from an EU country, uh, she's disabled. I mean, basically, if she also been Muslim and at some point said Princess Diana's overrated, they would have exploded in sort of cry-wanker fury. But it's, it's bizarre, isn't it, as well, that the, the, the priorities change because they're angry though she's 16 they say she doesn't know what she's doing but Shemima Begum who is the ISIS bride who is also 16 apparently knew exactly what she was doing and was definitely dangerous which is it which is it going to be right 16 year olds either know fucking everything or they don't know fucking anything they can't vote or they're terrorists right it's bizarre isn't it now, I have to say though Shemima Begum made one big mistake when she was doing her interviews uh, which was uh, there was one of the interviews where she said oh it was actually quite fun being an ISIS uh, apart from the one day where we checked the rubbish bins, it was full of the heads of our enemies. And I thought, ah, oh, that's fucking, you shouldn't have said that, because we all know they're going food waste. So, it's, uh, there'll be more like that. Get on board. Um, yeah, it's weird, you know, and everyone attacks Greta Thunberg, she's an easy target, but at the same time, David Attenborough speaks out about climate change, he doesn't get any of it. Nobody complains about David Attenborough. And I was trying to think, is this just blatant kind of sexism and, and the way society works against kind of young women? Or is it, actually, is it, though, that we just need David Attenborough's voice to narrate the ending? It's probably that, isn't it? We need to keep him around, because when shit goes down, that's what's got to be over the top, isn't it? And everything appears to be in flames. And as you can see in the distance, yes, that's a giant cockroach feeding on the scorched corpse of a delivery driver. It's the only way... <laughs> It's the only way we'll get through. You know, that's it. Everyone, everyone prioritizes weird shit. It's, it's the end. The world is happening, and I just keep seeing people getting angry about other things and not doing anything about it. People online get angry. So they made a vegan sausage roll. Just don't eat it. It's all right. You have to eat it. That's all you have to. Like, that's it. Just, just get over it. Don't eat it. That's all you. That's all you have to do. It's not hard. You don't have to have one. No one's making you have one. You don't, you don't need to get angry about food that you don't have to eat, right? The only time you should ever be angry about stuff that other people are eating is if they're eating you. They get annoyed. It's eating my leg! Fucking be upset! Right? 
They're meeting my baby, crying right now. They don't, you know. But someone's changed their gender. So what? Have they changed your gender? If they change your gender without asking, you can be fucking livid, right? Wake up in the morning, I don't know how to piss what I've got, right? You can be angry. Someone else changed their gender. None of your fucking business. About the gender of something, whether or not it changes, is if you're learning another language and it's fucking annoying. Why am I gonna shit in this table is male or female? Is it gonna try and fuck my dinner or give birth to a smaller table in the middle of it? No! Stop it! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.